0: Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Allison Pitt, and today is Monday, August 5th, 2019. On today's show, wrapping up coverage of the Star Trek Las Vegas convention, Jerry Ryan discusses finding Seven of Nine's voice again in Star Trek Picard, Mike McMahon reveals the USS Cerritos' mission in Lower Decks, and the cast of Discovery reflects on being part of the Star Trek family. All this and more catching up on the weekend's news, coming up next. As I record this show, I've just come off the floor on the last day of the Star Trek Las Vegas convention. The halls are all closed, the vendors have taken down their booths, and many Trekkies have started their long journeys home. This weekend, I attended panels for Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Lower Decks, and Star Trek Discovery, as well as a couple with some stars who are no longer on the shows. It's typical that we don't get a huge amount of news out of STLV. Last year's Star Trek Picard announcement here was dramatically outside of the norm. This year, I'm sorry to say there was no earth-shattering news. However, there were a few good tidbits worth knowing about, and that's what I'll cover in today's show. First up, the Star Trek Picard panel with Jonathan Frakes, Jerry Ryan, and Jonathan DeLarco. These three focused on the role of the Borg in the upcoming series. Jerry Ryan told the story of how she and Jonathan DeLarco joined Picard. She said, We were at the Hollywood Bowl, actually. One of the creators of the show, James Duff, who's another dear friend of ours, after about four glasses of champagne, he said, well, this might be a time to bring this up, so here's what I'm thinking, and he pitched an idea, and I thought, yeah, that sounds fun, but whatever. Then cut to about a year ago at the Creative Arts Emmys, and Alex Kurtzman was there, and I met him, and he mentioned it as well. I was like, oh, this might actually happen, and it did, and, um... It's pretty cool. Ryan also talked about finding her voice again as Seven of Nine, nearly 20 years after the end of Voyager. She acknowledged that Seven's voice has always been stilted and formal, the byproduct of having been machine and learning to be human. But in the Picard script, her voice was different. She said, When I got the initial script and I knew from the initial pitch that she's not the same Seven, she's much more human. She's been on Earth for a long time, and she's been through a lot. You know, it's a very different voice, and that was what was freaking me out. But she said that some advice from Del Arco helped her understand her character, and she revealed a little bit about Seven's motivation in the new series. She said the Borg has always been hated, but there's other elements in this world with the Borg, and what if she had to make the choice to be as human as possible to survive, to sound as human, to act as human as you possibly can? Because she's clearly always going to look like a former Borg because she's still got these implants that can't go away. So what if she had to make that choice, a conscious choice, to sound and be as human as possible? The other big reveal in that panel was that Jerry Ryan and Jonathan DeLarco will be joining Star Trek The Cruise in 2020, setting sail next March. Sadly, tickets are sold out, but you can join the waitlist at StarTrekTheCruise.com. Probably the most information about an upcoming series came in the Star Trek Lower Decks panel on Sunday morning. Series creator Mike McMahon was joined by the Writers' Room, and they revealed a plethora of new details about the adult-oriented animated series. In an STLV-exclusive announcement, McMahon told the excited audience... Lower Decks takes place on a ship called the USS Cerritos, and it's a new class of ship, of support ship, that's always been out there, but maybe hasn't been important enough to have had screen time yet. And the specialty of the Cerritos is second contact. What's second contact? McMahon went on to explain, First contact, super important, really dangerous, you don't want to set up any wars, you don't want to ruin anybody's lives. Second contact, you're showing up to the planet, you're finding all the good places to eat, you're setting up the communication stuff. You're like the Yelp of Starfleet. We also got some new animated character art, and by animated, I literally just mean that they blink now. The team also confirmed that they will be set in the year 2380, so just post-Nemesis. They are also trying to be in keeping with canon as possible, which could see some cameos by other Star Trek actors, although nothing is confirmed. McMahon said, I don't want to tease anything yet, but all I want to say is it's our dream. These are all our heroes. We would, if we can figure out a way not to mess up the show and get to geek out on working with all of these people that we love, we would do it. Star Trek Lower Decks is currently in production and expected to debut sometime next year. More news from STLV in just a moment, but first, a word from me. I want to take the opportunity to say a huge thank you to everyone who came up and introduced themselves to me this week. It was really wonderful to meet so many of you. I also want to apologize to anyone I missed... I feel like I spent almost no time in the vendor's hall because I was in watching panels. So if I missed you, I am very sorry to have missed you. I also just want to remind everyone listening that while STLV still remains the single largest Star Trek event in the United States, if not the world, it's not the only opportunity to get together with fellow Trekkies. I had the opportunity to speak to several people who told me about local events that they help plan. And I sat in on an entire panel about planning away team events in your local area. Trekkies are everywhere, you just have to find them. And if you can't make it to STLV, I would please encourage you to look up an event in your area and if there isn't one already, start one. CBS is big and powerful, and there's lots of new Trek happening, but the best of Star Trek has always been by and for the fans. Now, I know I've said it before, and I will definitely say it again. A big thanks to you, all of you, for supporting this show. The Star Trek Discovery content at this year's STLV was extensive, with nearly the entire cast, both past and present, appearing on at least one panel on the main stage. Sadly, the only real news we got was an announcement about the upcoming home video release of Discovery Season 2, which I'll come on to in just a moment. Before that, I wanted to give you a feel for what it was like to be there in the Leonard Nimoy Theater with the cast of Discovery. On Saturday afternoon, Anson Mount held a solo, interview-style panel where he took questions about Pike and his role in Discovery Season 2. It was a light mood, and at one point, moderator Ian Spelling asked about the tone of Mount's upcoming short treks, specifically what appears from the trailer to be a more humorous tone. Mount replied, Well, that's one of the things that I like about Pike and the show in general, is that adventure. There's a lot of fun. I think you're really going to enjoy the short treks. We have some great material. I can say that. And uh, that's about all I can say. Later, Jason Isaacs joined Mount for the rest of the interview. And one of the biggest laughs of the afternoon came when he pointed out that the fans seemed to have forgotten about Lorca. He said, it's so annoying because the whole year, just before Discovery Season 2 started, you were like, bring back Lorca. Prime Lorca. Where's Prime Lorca? Oh, you know, Pike's good. Let's have a Pike series. You're so fickle. It was in the same panel as well that moderator Ian Spelling revealed that Discovery Season 2 will be arriving on DVD and Blu-ray in November of this year. Sunday was a busy day for Discovery panels, which started at 10.30 in the morning and ran almost solid until 4 p.m., Discovery's Bridge Crew was up first, followed by Jane Brook, Mary Chifo and Kenneth Mitchell, and then Doug Jones, Shazad Latif, Anthony Rapp and Mary Wiseman. Sinequa Martin Green rounded out the day with the last panel. One common theme among all the panels was the intense sense of camaraderie that the Discovery cast feels. More than once they referred to the cast, crew and fans as family. The most touching moment of probably the entire day came when a young woman called Sabrina asked the panel of Mary Chifo, Jane Brooke and Kenneth Mitchell, what it has been like for them to be a part of the Star Trek fandom. Both Chifo and Brooke were visibly emotional as they replied, but when it came to Mitchell, he broke down in tears as he gave his answer. We really are a family, and I feel very blessed to be a part of this family and to be in this environment that is about hope and discovery and inclusiveness and science. And that is a great note on which to end this very special episode of Daily Star Trek News from the Star Trek Las Vegas Convention. For more great Star Trek podcasts and continuing convention coverage, including exclusive interviews and panels, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at dailystartreknews.com or find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Trek News. I will be back daily from next Monday, the 12th of August. I'm Alison Pitt. Have a wonderful rest of your week and live long and prosper. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.